Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Believe and Listen Talk Radio from New York with Carla Blaha, Evidential Medium. Weekly conversations on all things spiritual and metaphysical, discussions, callers, and readings. Cultivate your personal connection to spirit and the universe. Learn that the impossible is actually possible. Hello, everyone. How are you today? Summer in New York. It's a good day. Welcome to Believe and Listen with Carla Blaha. I'm your host, Carla Blaha. I'm an evidential medium in the New York metropolitan area. Evidential medium means that I speak to dead people, but the evidence part is I'm evidence-based. I'm not happy delivering messages from your loved ones unless I can give you evidence that I couldn't possibly know. So that's the way I work. And today I've decided to talk about connecting to the other side because that's really the one thing everyone who sees me comes for, to connect to the other side. There are those people who come to me for help with their life, but very few people say don't bring somebody through if they show up. So I wanted to let you know that really, don't laugh now. I know you're all about to start laughing. Anyone can do this. Now, I'm sure I've got listeners with the rolling of the eyes, the hands going up, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that because... You know, that is kind of lame. But it's true with this disclaimer. Not everyone is meant to do it for a living. So when you hear everybody has a sixth sense, that is true. Everybody can connect and feel like they're, you know, around their dead or their dead loved ones are around them. It's true. It just is. But that's not to say everyone should, you know, quit their day job and become a medium. Maybe some of you are mediums and that's what you should do but be smart about it. But you can connect, and then that's what I really want to help you with. Um, I've written a book on it. It's called Get Your Vibe Back, um, and that's on Amazon. And it's a very short book, and it's an e-book. It's very, very helpful. And I came to that book and by teaching classes, but by learning, even in the early days for me, what I could do to connect to the other side. Because one of the things we all have in common is that we all lose people. We all lose pets. We all lose loved ones. We all have great-grandparents we never knew. We all have this. It doesn't matter what part of the globe you're from, how old you are, what you do for a living, or what kind of car you drive. This we all have in common. There's a handful of things we have in common. Death, we need air to breathe, you know, a few of the basic things. And one is that we do lose people, unfortunately. Um, But I guess that's part of evolution, right? But we want to know why we're here, how we can connect to them, and what we can do. Because what happens is your pesky little left brain is going to get in the way when you try to connect to your loved ones and say you made something up. And I get that. But there's some simple things I'd like to help you start with today that you can actually do with ease, and you will feel as if you have connected to your people. I don't want to hear, no, not me. Oh, I can't do that. I thought I did that once. I get a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, I had a dream. I thought I did that once. But no, your insecurity gets in. I'm telling you, 
This is not for just the special people in quotes that do this. You're going to do this today. So I'd like you to stop and think for a moment. How many times, or certain times, not necessarily how many times, in your life you've thought about a dead loved one and then something reminded you of them? You thought someone was going to call. This is more the sixth sense, but then they called. The dreams, we're going to talk about those. All the things that people are really used to, but then you brush off and say, no, I didn't do that. So if you really stop to think, and it's not about religion. It's not about um, what church or non-church you were raised in or not raised in. It's not about that belief system. It's about the frequency, energy, and vibration of every single thing around us, from ourselves to the candle that's sitting in front of me, to the pen that's next to me, to this microphone I'm speaking into, to a piece of fruit that I can gaze off and see in the distance right now. Everything has energy. And that they've shown in quantum physics. In physics, this is true. So it's really about shifting your energy to be in that place to believe and receive. I'm not asking you to believe everything. I was recently on a major radio show and someone asked me about um, the people that aren't that are not, are not legitimate. I mean, those exist, and there's little charlatans out there. But if you move that aside, you know, what they'll tell you that you can see or you have to do, blow that away. Remove the dust off of all of that that's not right. And what I mean by that is someone's like, well, you know, there's an energy on you. Give me $500, and I'll remove it. Or, oh, I feel that you're dead loved. Well, I love this one. Your dead loved ones here, they're not happy, but they, I can help them if you pay me $1,000. <laughs> People, I can't advise you enough. Don't pay extra money than the agreed amount, okay? Taking that away, you really are dealing with an energy, though, and a frequency and vibration. So you can have certain things to connect that will work. And we're going to go over each and every one of those. And they're pretty simple, believe it or not, but if we get your brain out of the way. It can really work. Dreams. This is number one. If you want to be writing this down, feel free. Number one, period, dreams. Admittedly, dreams are not my strongest point for connecting. I've had exceedingly profound dreams that have panned out. When I was young, I actually used to dream about plane crashes. Not a lot, but you know, five or six times. For a kid, that's a lot. And every time I would dream about one, you'd hear it on the news the next day. And I, I was little. I was meaning elementary school, middle school. And I'd be like, that's odd. Why, when I dream about a plane crashing, does it crash? It doesn't happen now, although there have been a number of things that have happened. But I, I generally do not do the dream thing now. But the average person, and I don't mean that I'm not average, but I'm not typical in the way I receive signs because I actually do this. The way that the, an average person who doesn't do this, and I mean that in a complimentary way, who is just a person who doesn't talk to dead people, you all get dreams. And some dreams are your psyche just dumping out things that really are, is your own stuff. I had a dream the other night. I'm, I'm not remembering right now, but it was my psyche dumping something out. It was very, very clear to me that's what it was doing. Um, but those dreams that you have, about your loved ones that are so real 
you'll remember for 20, 30, or 40 years. It doesn't matter how much time has passed. You will remember that dream as if it were yesterday or the dream that you wake up out of breath as if it just happened. Those dreams are as real as you hearing my voice now. Those are visitations. Now, if you're dreaming about your dead loved one and they're telling you something negative or you wake up crying or you're in fear, that's your psyche. That's not dead people. Those that have crossed over don't do that. They can't. That's a lower vibrating energy. That doesn't happen. So move that aside. And we all have that. I had a dream for years, a reoccurring dream, that my father didn't actually die. Now, he died in 1983 but that he actually went off and had a whole other family somewhere else. And in the dream, reoccurring, different people, different times, different places. I was always a different age. I mean, this went on for years. He, that was the theme of the dream, that he left us. Now, I saw the man minutes before he died, weighing all of 68 pounds. I logically thought, in the dream even, but I saw you dying. You couldn't have survived that. And I, I, to this day, I must have, it's probably psychology one-on-one why I had that dream. But, yeah, you know what, I'm thinking about it right now. I probably do know why. But that was my psyche, and that doesn't happen um, anymore. But I did that for years. That was not a visitation. It was not a visitation. That was Carla having to work out stuff. So put that aside. Think about the times. Now, you can get this precognitively also. So often I'll hear people say, I had a dream that my grandmother was going to die, and then she died. Of course, that upsets people, obviously. Or... I was sleeping, and I thought I was awake, and my grandmother came to visit me and said she was going to be okay, and then I heard she died. I get, I hear that a lot. So if I hear that amongst my clientele, that tells me that humanity at large has that happen. I don't recall that someone ever came. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I've got one. Somebody kind of did um, do that. A friend of mine's mom was not one of my direct people. Those things happen because that's a way that you're in your etheric sense and your dead people can come and visit you and say goodbye because your left brain isn't getting in its way or their way. So you've got the dreams where they come and visit you before they die. And don't be upset if they didn't, honestly. That's, it's, although I hear it a lot in my clients, I think it's, it's not all that common. You could go through your whole life and not have that happen, so don't worry. But there's that, and then there's the ones after they die, when they come and visit you. And now, please don't be discouraged if they're not talking, because it's a telepathic communication, generally, or they'll move and they'll gesture and they'll give you something or hug you. But they don't talk as I'm talking to you now. You'll hear it in your head. That's what they often do. And people get upset. They'll be like, I don't dream about my father anymore. I don't dream about you know, so-and-so anymore. It doesn't mean you won't. They may be communicating with you in a different way. So remember, keep this in mind. Dreams are an excellent source. So when you remove the left brain psychological stuff you're working out, you've got the visitations where you feel as if it was completely real like it happened yesterday. And they really don't have to say something. I think people get upset. I think they're trying to tell me something, Carla. I've dreamt about them three times, but they never told me. That doesn't mean they're trying to tell you something and they can't. That's actually our human brains trying to rationalize this, which we really can't because it's in a realm that isn't ours. It's them probably showing you their support and to let you know, hey, we don't die, we're okay. 
Then you've got the ones where, you know, kind of the drive-by by, where they have just passed, you know, 3,000 miles away, and you're asleep, and they come by, and they're like, hey, I'm good. I think that's kind of cool, that one, because it gives you, leaves you with a good feeling. So keep those in mind. That's one of the most common ways, and you can debunk it all you want, but anybody who has had that real dream where you woke up knowing that it was real, and you're generally calm. Sometimes you cry a little bit, but you're generally calm, and you feel content or loved. If you are traumatized and waking up gasping for air, this is stuff you haven't worked out yet. And it would behoove you to work it out because then it will make it easier for them to communicate. So we've got the dreams. Number two, it isn't in this order, by the way. I just wrote it this way. Birds. I'm not one to get these either. I don't ever get anything that regular folk get. Birds. And the reason why birds are a legit thing is because they simply are. How about that? They just are. Now, there's, I just have seen like three birds fly by my window. I don't think those are three dead people because birds are not my thing. Cardinals are a big one because they, they now have taken on this um, meaning of it actually being from a dead loved one. So when you have mass consciousness believing one thing, then it becomes a truism in the world of quantum physics. Cardinals actually mean something. I saw three the other day really obviously flying in front of my windshield. So I, I really need to relook up the meaning of a cardinal since birds aren't my thing. I don't know it off the top of my head other than I know it's, it's a loved one. But it's bluebirds, hummingbirds, crows. There's many meanings. Besides animal totems and shamanic beliefs, these are spirit people, especially if you have that thing, and I'm quoting, with birds. So, for example, I had a client not too long ago, and I, I don't like, if anyone's ever been read by me, I don't like to give the cliche signs, and I kind of need to get over that because and then I'm holding back evidence I'm getting. But I don't like to get all these things like, oh, your dead loved one gave me a bird. I, I don't do that. I'm going to, though. So I got this bird smack in front of me in my head, and I thought, oh, I don't want to say this. So after the third time of the bird, and it got bigger. It was trying to get my attention. And it was, it's almost a drawing of a bird. I, I can't even remember a picture. It actually looked like it was carved in wood, in all honesty, is what it looked like carving on a, on a flat piece of wood. I said to the woman, not a fan of giving cliches, but I have to. What does a bird mean? And she just broke down crying, which is you know, always a wonderful sign in a reading, believe it or not, because people are healing and being touched. And she talked about the fact that I think it was her son or nephew had gotten a tattoo, hence carving. And I do get tattoos. I don't know why I didn't see it as a tattoo, but I did it. Um, a tattoo of a bird in honor of the loved one I was speaking to. So in that case, the loved one was talking about the bird, and it became a symbol. But if you see an excessive amount of birds, or even one hits your window, it's okay. That would have been their time to go. Don't worry. That could mean something. And you can look up the type of bird if it's your thing, if it's not, maybe it's becoming your thing. But it, because of the mass consciousness, much like pennies, which I'll get to, it is real, okay? So please take note of that. Another thing is sequential numbers or numbers. I can't tell you the amount of people that talk to me about the unusually high amount and volume of specific numbers they see. And numbers do have a specific meaning. And again, going into the mass consciousness, when, when one thing is believed by many, it then becomes a, a truism. It is. 
So you can mass create something. So numbers and sequential numbers, obviously the 11 and 111 is one of the most popular ones. For me, mine is 22 and 222. It's been that way for six or seven years. I see that all the time. And when you see those numbers, you can look up the meaning of them. There's, there will be biblical references and there will be metaphysical references. But it's not so much the number all the time, albeit sometimes it is. I'd like you to um, think about what you've just thought of, what you're going through. Did you think about your loved one? Do you equate it to a loved one? Is there a birthday, an anniversary, a significant event? Really, the number will show up often to get your attention for what you're thinking about, good or bad. Maybe you're in too much of a negative space and you need to change that up and move it to something positive. But numbers are absolutely significant, and the, the biggest ones are the 111222333444. Since I've almost gotten up to six, by the way, the 666 is not a bad thing. I know we'd like to always equate that to Damien, the Omen, the movie. Um, I'll tell you, I, I, those numbers are great to me. I think six is a great number, so I don't think you all have to be nervous about that. We're okay with the sixes, for the record. So just take note of that, especially if you're asking for signs. If you're asking for sequential numbers, look at license plates, not just the clock. Now, if you look for the number, you will find it or not find it. Don't look for it. You can't be out, you know, can't go with looking at a calculator store and being shocked you're seeing the number you're looking for. Yeah, there's no calculator stores. I get that, but <laughs> that's what came into my head. Literally, I mean, you can't go into a place where there's like a library and there's numbers. Or, you, know, you just can't. They will come to you. They will find you. But they're absolutely real. So think about that. Just remember, when you see them, where you see them, what you're thinking about, what you just thought of, and what's going on in your life. Please, please, please know everything isn't a warning. Sometimes it's a hi, hello, or we're supporting or we're loving you. It doesn't. Not, we all go to the negative, and I'd like you not to try to do that, okay? Also, coincidences, bumping into people, meeting people, people that knew your loved ones. For example, if your aunt dies and you were very close to her and then her best friend's name was Barbara and you meet three people named Barbara, your aunt might be trying to say hi to you. Coincidences, which I don't really believe in. If anybody knows me, they know that I don't think anything's a coincidence for the most part. Coincidence to me, if you just want to rationalize it for your left brains, when something defies the laws of reason, you just don't meet seven barbers in a day. You just don't have X, Y, and Z happen. You know, there is the theory if you're looking for a red car, you'll see them. True, there is a section, you know, of our brain that suddenly starts noticing things. So push that aside and go up a notch or two. And when it defies that, you know that you're getting something that's from the other side or something that's supernatural. So your loved ones are going to be able to connect to you through coincidences and chain of events and actually guide you. Also, this one, I'm, I'm saving this one kind of toward the end of, of the actual signs I'm going to discuss because this is the hard one. This is the feelings. Because we are so busy in our heads that we're so busy physically moving around that we miss the internal feelings. And sometimes our loved one gives us a feeling or a reminder in our body of what we would feel when we were around them. And that one's tough because really think about it. If you're so busy, you tend to miss things. You, know, you can't see the forest through the trees. So there are feelings where you either feel them around or 
a feeling you had when they would hug you or talk to you or care for you. Um, if you're getting a negative feeling, again, that's probably your psyche needing to work stuff out, okay, because your loved ones are going to give you signs in a high vibrating frequency. So think about that, and then you'll say, oh, no, I just wanted to feel that. Okay, that's fine. But what I'm asking you to do, take these things we've talked about, including the feelings, and put them into motion so you can start using all of those things today. Ask your dead loved one, I'd like to sign in a form of blank, and then say thank you. Or you could say thank you for giving me the sign in the form of blank, and you just wait for it. Don't Again, don't look for it. You will never find it. You know, I didn't even talk about the pennies because, you know, let me roll my eyes for a second on the pennies. Pennies are real. In fact, the weird thing just happened to me before I, I plugged in this microphone. I had taken out um, a pad and put it down, and when I came back, there was a 1957 penny on it, a wheat penny. So clearly this must have fallen out of something nearby, but it was weird. So I will have to look up what 1957 means. But off the top of my head, it doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm going to look, and I did save the penny. But pennies from heaven are true. If you find a penny today and you asked for it, that's wonderful. You may find one anyway. So what I'm going to ask you to do is kind of bring up a notch, kind of put spear people to the test, can I have three pennies in the next three days or three in 24 hours? Don't keep, there's really no time over there. So you don't want to keep them. Oh, it's 25 hours. It doesn't count. I say all this because I've done all this in my head. So I get it. Pennies are fine. You might find one like I just did. I hadn't asked for one. Had I, that would have been amazing. Um, and then you don't have to ask for them and get them, but three, four five pennies, two pennies, a certain year penny or in an odd place, they can do that. They can really teleport things to you, so please consider that. So today I want you to, you know, if you see birds, if that's your thing, or numbers, or coincidences, or the pennies, feathers are huge. I don't do the feathers as much, though. I tend to pick them up and think of angels. If that works for you, it use that. But what I'm telling you is those are the common things, but they are not all the things that you have to use. Pick some obscure thing. I'm going to give you this example. Um, I have a sign from my father um, connected to the book Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. And when I see anything to do with Atlas, either the god or the antiquated maps that were around when I was young, I think of Atlas. The main character in Atlas Shrugged is a character named John Galt. And I started thinking about my father. I was going through a rough time and I anticipated something was coming down the pike, uh, which it did. And I saw a license plate personalized that said John Galt. And I couldn't believe it because, you know, how obscure is that, that the main character in a book that's thir about 1,300 pages from the 50s, oh, I should look to see if 1957 is when that book was published. That book was very meaningful to my father. That's my sign from him. I saw John Galt on the license plate. About a month later, I saw the same car about two hours away with the same license plate. And that led a slew of events that occurred in my life that were very difficult, and I kept getting signs like that. As the events were leaving and things were getting better, I was driving on a road, and this is probably a year and a half later, a year later, and I noticed a car way behind me, six, about five or six cars behind me was going to pass me and go on the side lane and come into oncoming traffic and pass. And I watched him get closer to closer, and the car's coming toward me. I thought, wow, this could get ugly. 
And he, I hit my brake so he could cut in front of me so we all didn't have a massive collision. And the car's license plate was Atlas, personalized. I mean, this car rushed to get in front of me, so I knew that my dad was around. Those are the things that defy laws of reason. I have asked recently, I'm sharing these with you just so you know what they are, I asked um, a dead friend for the bird of paradise, um, the flower. And he didn't get it. And so, of course, a week went by or whatever. And I was late at night. I was sitting by myself, and I spoke out loud to her. I said, you know, I understand no sign is also a sign. But I didn't get that bird of paradise, and I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to. I mean, I crack myself up. I'm just as human as the rest, right? And I said, all right, I'll just wait for it. I picked up my phone and decided to look at Facebook, and the first thing that came up was one of my friends had posted a picture of the bird of paradise flower. First thing I saw, right after I had just said that. These things defy the laws of reason. If you're doing this and then you second guess it, they'll say, by the way, I had already asked for that a month before and gotten it. So this is my second time. So this is why I bring this up. You can ask for a backup sign and say, if in fact that really was a sign or I need a little more reassurance here, can I please have an additional bird of paradise or an additional you know, five pennies today or a confirmation bird of paradise to let me know that that really was you? Because spirit knows we're human and we're going to second guess everything. The problem is don't do it 15 times because then they're going to stop giving it to you. They want you to know that they're around. I mean, there's lights flicking. There's smells. There's so many things. You know, then it may do a part two about this because it's such an important topic because I want you to go out and ask for these things today not all of them at once write down a few other things build your energy stronger that you've already had happen but sit and talk to you and you can do this by asking them in your head out loud or writing it down don't get complex please be blunt and direct to them uh, um, please show me the sign in the form of a bird of paradise if you can hear me, if it's wise for me to take this job, you know, if I should move. I mean, spirit people aren't really supposed to give you a lot of advice, but they can support you. Please think of ways like that and then always be grateful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times. I say it three to um, raise your vibration so you can get that. I, you know, I'm trying to think. I tend to ask, I'm just going to finalize it with some uh, another example of, a weird sign I asked for. Because I do tend to ask for the weirdest signs. And I do that because my left brain will get in the way. Don't ask for a rose in February or a shamrock in March or a beach ball in July because you'll see a million of them and you won't believe it. Not that it can't be a legitimate sign, but you will not believe it, okay? I asked once years ago to hear a David Bowie song and a Tom Jones. Okay, are you getting the humor of that? back-to-back on the same radio station. Now, one would assume David Bowie and Tom Jones don't play on the same station. Well, don't you know I remember exactly where I was driving when I saw, I'm sorry, when I heard David Bowie and Tom Jones back-to-back on a radio station. The signs that I have received defy the laws of reason, am I, and I am forever grateful to receive those signs. And I still ask for them all, but don't get me wrong. But I want you to know that spirit people are around, almost like waiting, jumping up. Let me get your attention. Let me get your attention. They're doing it all the time, and we're missing it with the chatter in our brains. 
So take a breath, inhale, hold it, and exhale. Do that a few times. Ask for something and just put it out there and have faith. Because all you really need is to get out of your left brain and believe. I'm not asking you to believe everything. Because some things, you know, as I always tell people, if your light's flicking, it might actually be that you need a new bulb. It isn't always a spirit person, but sometimes it honestly is. So I thank you for listening today. And please feel free to email me at believeandlisten at hotmail.com any of your stories. So that's believeandlisten at hotmail.com on any of the things that you've asked for and received. I may do a whole show on just that. My website is Carla Blaha, B-L-A-H-A, dot com, carlablaha.com. You can listen to these podcasts on iTunes. And again, you can get my book, Get Your Vibe Back, on Amazon and Kindle. So please know that spirit is always with you. They're honestly just a thought away. They're just a sign away. Question of belief and being open. Raise your frequency with gratitude. Thank you so much. And enjoy your day. Believe and listen with Carla Blaha. You can find Carla at CarlaBlaha.com. To increase your personal sixth sense, Carla's book, Get Our Vibe Back, is available on Amazon Kindle. Tune in next week for more things metaphysical.